What is good? Relative Raw Sports Talk, episode 166, part one. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Listen on Spotify. Check us out on Facebook. At Relative Pod on Twitter. And Relative Sports Talk on TikTok. I want to say thank you to the patrons that support the show. They should be right right there. Right there. The patrons that support the show. You know what I mean? Two bucks, five bucks, either way. But you get your name on the screen. Look at the people on the screen. And the people that really want to do it for us, I get that. I'm rocking the hats out here at 360 Painting, locally here in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Quality pricing, quality customer service. All angles are covered with 360 Painting. Check us out in our in our description later on. If you think the show is like that, you want to, you want to support, get your name on there every episode, two bucks, five bucks, you get behind-the-scenes footage. You get all kinds of things. We're we doing crazy stuff. Every time we're getting better and better. I'm keeping faith in my commanders. Love for the Black Mamba. And all the love for my mama right there. Because on Relatives on Sports Talk, we talk about sports from Hall of Famers. To the local talent. To the, the big, big time storylines. And before we even get with it real quick, we got a local talent alert out here. Where, where's my man Swole Daddy at? Yo, Terrell, I'm right here. Yo, Swo Daddy, we got some local talent, right? Some local talent, we and do, I think that's do. probably in your house. Tell me what's going on good in your house right now. Well, I want to shout out my wife, Coach Kendall, and the head coach, Tommy Baker. They are headed to conference as the number one seed at the Sun Belt Women's Golf. Hold on, number Shout-out one seed? Number one seed. Ah, let's go! I know. I can't believe it. Well, I can't. They work hard. The girls are grinders. They're real ballers. Um, let's bring back the W. <laughs> Yo, that's some tough. Yo, I'm going to just say it. Right here in Harrisburg, Virginia, we don't get no love for no recruiting, no nothing out here. But James Madison University just moved up from the CAA to the Sun Belt. The football team showed out and showed they belonged. And now the women's golf team is showing you what they Shout all out. about. Number one seed. Yes, sir. I'm just telling you, James Madison University is out here doing big time things. And they're going to have plenty oh, of big time yeah. storylines for us. I love it. Congratulations to you and your wife. Y'all putting in the hard work. Yes, hey, behind Thank every you. woman that's successful, there's a man that's out there helping out too, right? They I always say hey, behind every good man, there's a good woman. Can I we get some love, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but speaking of more local you. talent, more local talent, representing VA tomorrow night, locally from our area, Fort Defiance star basketball player, Mr. Tyreek Vini. Will be on the show. We talking life, ball, and the future. What's going on with him? He's a, he's a remarkable young man. I've spoken with him a few times. Very elegant the way he talks. I love it. Real, real personable and respectful. Um, he's going to join our show. College coaches, y'all better be ready. I know y'all don't recruit well in this area, but hey, he's a diamond in the rough doing things from Fort Defiance. And if you're not from this area, I'm going to tell you right now. Fort Defiance basketball? Other than what? Okay, Dale Curry. I mean, <laughs> but other than that. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, check out him. Also be on the lookout for two more shows coming up real quick. Team McAfee Racing. My boy Aaron, you know, I grew up with him. You know what I'm saying? 
and he's always been into all different kind of things. But yo, he's doing like dirt racing. It's crazy. There, it's it's like serious. He's even got his son, little Aaron, in it, and his son, little Aaron's an athlete and everything anyway. But they're racing. They're going across everywhere, different kind of countries. I cannot wait to do this episode because I don't know a lot about it. I want to know how it started, how they got it going, you know, how, the accomplishments they've done. And it's still coming from Harrisburg, Virginia right here. It's still coming from Harrisburg. And, and one more thing, still coming from Harrisburg, Virginia. Melo Pacheco. We had my boy Angel, one of my best friends. We did an episode on the couch. Me, him. Melo and his son Cam. Um, he has another older son named Angel, who's the same age as my son, who played ball, killed at Spotswood, which is another high school in this area. And now Melo and Cam are following those footsteps. They were both on the show. The last time I saw Melo, the day it was the day before he was going to Fork Union, and we were talking. You know, go ahead and check out the episode. Great episode with these young men. Mellow, a humble kid, but confident kid. You know what I'm saying? Once you watch it, you'll understand what I mean. And the things he said he was going to do, he did it in even more fashion, yo. Mellow Pacheco, another recap episode. We're going to see how it went at Fork Union. We're going to talk about um, what happened with recruiting, everything else with that, and how he felt adjusting to that college life playing ball. And I did say Cam, his little brother. He's this weekend. He's with his team, his AO team in Virginia Beach. So that just shows you this family right here from this area that nobody wants to recruit at. That nobody wants to recruit at. They're going to start to learn. They're going to start to learn about this area. Just letting you know. But a little humble brag. Since we talked about the local talent, we're going to talk about the Hall of Famers. Mr. George Teague, as you see the jersey behind me. He played for the Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, one year for the Dolphins. He's an Alabama State Hall of Famer. He is the Relism Sports Talk Fantasy Football Champion this year, which I don't want to talk about. But he's also the host of T's Take Podcast. He invited me next week on April 19th to represent the Washington Commanders. So me, little old me, to represent the Washington Commanders while he'll be there representing Dallas. And I'll be on there with Nikki <laughs> Nikki Gist, he's she's the co-host of 33 Podcast, and she's a beat writer for the Giants. She's all over everywhere, so I'm honored and privileged. And Jake Tuck of Sports Radio 810 will be there doing some Eagles talk. So thank you, Mr. George Teague, for even thinking of me to do that. I'm going to try to do the best I can because as a Washington Commander fan, we need everything almost. So <laughs> we need almost everything. We need a quarterback, but we ain't getting that. So... I'm here with the Mississippi State muscle, Mr. Ryan Swole Daddy Aaron. Let's go. And he's going to have a big man. he's going to have a big announcement later on cuz he's going to be one of the channels that's going. And then we got the producer whether he's on the scene or off the scene. He's keeping us extra clean, Mr. Jared Doe. This guy is out here coaching, coming to help me produce. Getting up at 7 o'clock, coaching three games, and then coming back doing another one. This guy never sleeps. This guy's the hardest working man in show business, and he's got an announcement because he might have a show too. You ready to get it in, Swole Daddy? It's getting hot. Let's do it. It's getting hot. So I'm going to start with a little football talk because okay. it's getting real curious to me. I wish Brandon was on because Brandon said some things about Aaron Rodgers. But before we get to your favorite quarterback, Swole, 
Let's talk about this Lamar Jackson thing, okay? And I'm not going to get too much into Lamar because we've dug into him so much, kind of like Deshaun Watson digging into to massage therapists. I mean, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But Odell Beckham Jr. joining with the Rams. He's getting all this hoopla. He's already signed a contract. I looked at him and said $18 million. The biggest thing for me was it was $15 million guaranteed. Do you think, regardless if Lamar comes back or not, it was about him getting that money or him thinking Lamar's going to be there and they can do something? I think it was more so about getting that near near the end of the career paycheck. I think he was – because he, he's, he's hurt. I mean, what, what are the Ravens really paying for? Uh, a third down option? I mean, they got rid of Hollywood Brown last season. Um, I think they were looking for that. I think they knew what he was worth just for that and – I think he was going to sign with them regardless of Lamar coming back or not. Mm. I think they signed him to kind of tease Lamar. <laughs> yes. I'm with you, baby. You know what I mean? I'm with you, baby, because yeah. if you remember a few weeks ago, they were talking about Odell was like on Twitter, like, because that's what all the athletes do now. We want to put stuff on yeah, Twitter. I'm going to unfollow yeah. you now. I'm going to stop doing that. Like, what happened? what happened to being men? We got a whole bunch of women out here playing football and sports. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. I ain't even going to talk about it no more. Because we got rappers wearing purses and everything else. I don't know. Right. Anyway, we t- he was on Twitter talking about, I mean, I'm going to laugh at $4 million. So, obviously, I'm with you. I think it's the money. When somebody's going to give you $15 million yeah. when you were getting told you yeah. might only get four, I don't think it mattered if Lamar was coming back or not. Not at all. Not at all. But... I'm going to flip it to the other side. Right. They did after he signed the contract. They were in Miami the next night at a club together. Chucking it up, doing different things. So maybe there is something to that. Do you think Lamar's more inclined to settle for something less than he wanted to because Odell's there? Or do you think that he's still on his 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 line? And that's the way it's going to be. What you think? I think his mind's been made up for a while. I think that's just them being boys. I mean, that's just okay. two men who have money to ball, who are in the same city at the same time, just balling out. I mean, there's also a big UFC event down there. I mean, they have plenty to do in Miami. There's also plenty to do in Miami anyway. But I think it's just two guys who pull each other. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do we know about Lamar? He wants money, and he's willing to go anywhere for it at this point. I don't know what else to say, man. We talk about Lamar so much. He's just up in the air right now. I don't know. Yo, I'm with you 100%. And in the words of Stephen A. Smith, I'm trying to have the finals in South Beach. Because it is so much stuff to do down there. And, of course, you're going to bring up the USC event because that's your expertise. And I cannot yeah. wait. I'm not going to spoil it. But I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Bart Scott voice for the Jets when they played your <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> so... Let's say Lamar does come back. We're not going to talk money. We're not talking financial. We're not talking none of that stuff. Right. Lamar on the on the team with OBJ. Are they contenders in the AFC? Well, maybe maybe we should start with the division first. Are they contenders with the Bengals? Because I've been on the record saying the Bengals will be in the Super Bowl next year. What do you think? Honestly, I think it's it's his money. I think if Lamar gets his mind right and seriously dedicates himself to playing every game for the Ravens and not just sitting out because he's butthurt, I think the Bengals could have their hands full. Um, but that division is also up there. Pittsburgh's going through a lot of changes. 
Cleveland's still figuring out who they need to re-identify as, especially with Deshaun coming back. Maybe he's worked on some things to come back as the Deshaun we know. I don't know. Oh, Deshaun's coming back. He's full of coming back. You know what I mean? I mean, it's that that division's kind of a three-horse race with Pittsburgh being a dark horse, too. I, I couldn't tell you right now. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Pittsburgh's not a dark tell horse. Me something right since now. you had them in the they Super Bowl last horse. year, which is the biggest laugh they in the are world. You're only saying dark horse because <laughs> their quarterback or their coach is black. That's the only dark horse they got. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't put that on me. But, <laughs> but I feel you, though. I feel you, though, because I think Cleveland you know is I mean? one of those teams that is that's kind of unknown because Deshaun Watson could either. Elevate dramatically because his skill set is official, and they're getting some certain kind of weapons coming there. They haven't traded Nick Chubb. That Kareem Hunt supposedly is not going to come back, but okay, so what? They got other running backs yeah. that can fill that goal. But here's my thing about it: in the playoff game, the Bengals played the Ravens. The Ravens had Huntley, and they were that close to winning some goal line fumble and all this stuff going on. So you added Lamar, like Brandon said, if they would have had Lamar, they would have won. Now you say, okay, I got Lamar and Odell. Are they really a threat to the Bengals? Like I said, I mean, the Bengals are also going to come back a little bit better. I mean, I'm sure they're going to correct things in the draft. A little bit? I mean, you know what I mean? They got the tackle from Kansas City. They're going to come back better. Way better. you, you You can add Lamar into this equation for next season, put him in the exact same scenario in that same game. But that's going to be a different Bengals offensive line. They're not going to be that shitty. Joe Burrow might not get sacked 20 times a game. So, I mean, Hell yeah. gotta, there's gives and takes on both sides. I still think in, in a head-to-head go-around, in a playoff game, Joe Burrow beats Lamar Jackson. Even though Lamar Jackson has a little more, Joe Burrow is just a, a better quarterback, in my opinion. I'm with you, baby. I'm with you. I think Joe Burrow's Joe Cool. I think he's the guy. I I I like some Joe Burrow. It's something about his moxie that I love, yo. It's something about that, yo. And I really think the Bengals could be in the Super Bowl. But let's say they don't play. Let's say they don't win the division and they don't play the Bengals. Okay. Could they upset other teams that are vying, like Kansas City, Buffalo, maybe a Miami or a Jets or a who else is a contender? Maybe the Jaguars or, you know what I'm saying? Could they really contend? Yeah, I, I think you see them still finishing top half of the entire side of that. Wow. Of the league. Yeah, I mean, well, Lamar Jackson, even though I'm not his biggest fan, is still a top-tier quarterback. Let's not, let's not be mistaken here. I There's mean, no- was you on the show last time? Yes, you were, and you were talking about I'll take an XFL player over him. You said you would take Tim Tebow over him. I've I've never said that. Oh, I'm rewinding the tape, baby. You, I'm rewinding the tape on you. Oh, wow. You will have to look. His stats, his uh, he's not a bad passer like everyone's saying. He's not. This is a different guy. He's he's better at throwing the football than Tua. Oh my God, dude! Yo, I cannot wait to rewind last week's show. Uh, was it last week that I was at Derek? Yes, it was the week before that. Week before that, on my mom's my mom's funeral anniversary, you were on the show and you talked about having an XFL quarterback. I wasn't on. I was not on. I'm gonna check. I might be wrong. I'm gonna check. Maybe I was. Maybe I was. It was you. Oh wow! Look. 
Yeah, because I asked you to come back on for the second. Oh, it's you. I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Maybe I've, hey, maybe I've changed my tune. Maybe I... Yeah, that's because you heard from me. You heard from me. That's why. No, I don't, I don't listen to you talk. We all know this. You should, though. Uh, anyway, let me ask you one question now. Let me ask you one question. Come on, man. If they're on the same team, who would you have more faith in to finish the year healthy? OBJ or Lamar? Oh, God. Yeah. See, on one hand, OBJ gets hurt because he's just frail. But on the other hand, Lamar steps his home locker room. He sits. Ugh, fuck. I guess give me Lamar Jackson. I mean, OBJ's been hurt bad too often. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just think Lamar has a better chance because, I mean, he takes care of himself. <laughs> Even though he's a running quarterback who can also throw the ball, OBJ gets smacked and goes down and breaks shit and is out for years. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Speaking of getting yeah, broke, broke and everything else, the San Francisco 49er QBs are always broke, just like the Ravens running backs. Here's my question. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers week one? Is going to be Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, or your boy Tom Brady? Dude, yo, it's 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 getting set up for that, yo. I'm telling you. And when I say stuff on relative sports talk before everybody else talks about it, it's usually true. Just like truth that Melo Pacheco is gonna be official. Anyway, go ahead. I'm gonna go Trey Lance. Trey Lance over Brock Purdy. I mean, because I'm gonna rewind the tape on you again. And you said Brock Purdy earned a job and he's going to be the best. He's going to be the guy. Dude, I'm going to get you. I'm going to put stuff all up on you. <laughs> I can change my opinion, Terrell. This isn't set in stone, dude. I think I think after after further consideration and, and debate, upon further examination, I think Trey Lance is going to start. Okay. Well, speaking of starting quarterbacks, what's sure. the Jets getting ready to do? Because now, now it's like Aaron Rodgers is talking about, I might retire. You know, the Jets didn't added all these pieces trying to accommodate him. Got an offensive coordinator, all kinds of different things going on. If this guy is acting the way he does, what's the best solution for the Jets to do right now before the draft? You draft a, a low-round, low-hanging fruit for Zach Wilson to uh... – you know, kind of, you know, not play backup to, but compete with. You got to have someone in that locker room to motivate Zach Wilson, or else he's going to suck. You have to. I, I feel you, you but to. I just feel like those kind of quarterbacks that can do that are already gone. Like a Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Like a, a Nick Foles, or like a, you know what I'm saying? Like a Andy Dalton type. You know what I mean? Those kind of well, guys. Isn't there going to be a chance for NFL teams to dip their hands in the XFL pocket to like bring them back to the NFL? Yeah. For you know what I mean, just like PJ Walker did. Yeah, PJ like, Walker. Yeah, if, if, if shit with the the Aaron Rodgers situation, like he decides to hang it up, I would about face and turn to the XFL like, hey, who wants to help my boy Zach Wilson get better, and who wants to get paid, you know, half a million dollars a year? Ten times than what more than what you're making. Fucking Who are you gonna go get? Man. AJ McCarron? 
Ben DiNucci from JMU? Who are you going to get? Exactly. Anybody. Anybody that makes Zach Wilson smart. Why can't you try to make the trade for Lamar then? I don't know, dude. I'm not a fan of the Jets organization. I couldn't give a shit. They have a very great coach. But I'm a Patriots guy. So, I don't know. There's a lot of shit that I don't care about with the Jets, man. Especially if Aaron Rodgers comes to town. Fuck him. Double fuck you. <laughs> no shit. All right, on the other side of New York. On the other side. We everybody's oh building up the Giants. Everybody's talking about. I mean, the Giants are drafting well. They're doing good things. I think the GM is doing good things. Nobody's talking about Saquon Barkley not signing. He said, "I'm not signing my franchise tag, and I will not participate in any kind of anything." Is that is that fake news or is that big time storyline? If it's real, it's big time storyline. Oh, it's real. Like Kurt Angle, oh, it's, it's damn real. real. <laughs> it's a big time storyline because honestly without Saquon uh, the whole dynamic that he brings to the offense Daniel Jones isn't going to shine any brighter than he did last year I'm with you so what do you do then you do whatever it takes to bring him back or you draft three running backs to replace him three I mean you're going to have to do I, I'm just saying like <laughs> you're going to have to do something three running backs Dude, yo, three running backs. I'm not just talking shit, but you have to do something to make up for that horsepower. He brings such a big presence to the backfield. I mean, defenses plan their schemes to shut him down. That's the that's the amount of influence. They don't give a fuck about Daniel Jones going off for 400 yards and four touchdowns because it'll never fucking happen. That's true. They're worried about Saquon. Hold on, unless they play the Vikings. Unless they play the Vikings. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> but it's just, you got you got to either, either let him go now and use all that space of in money to get two mid-tier running backs to work together or you sign that man for whatever he's worth. You have I, to make that decision. I, and I feel you. I feel like he is an integral part. And I think the injury history of Saquon is the reason why they're hesitant. So here's my question, Swole. Yeah. Here's my question. Because there's been rumors about a whole lot of trades going on before the NFL draft. We already talked about Rodgers and Lamar. But the funny thing is, most of them are running backs. Josh Jacobs, who's on a franchise tag. The Raiders don't, they don't, they didn't want to keep him to begin with. Derrick Henry. The Titans are obviously in a rebuilding mode. And Henry's probably in their ear like, yo, I only have a couple years left. I need to get somewhere. And then we already heard Austin Eckler talk about, I'm not getting my worth. And then Dalvin Cook, who is another running back that seems to get hurt all the time, especially when he's on my fantasy team messing up my stuff. Would any of those guys be a better fit for the Giants? I mean, because it's probably going to be around the same amount of money that Saquon's going to ask. Maybe even less, actually. What do you think? Well, if you're going for style that doesn't involve changing up the scheme, you want Derrick Henry. Also with that, to my knowledge, and maybe I'm mistaken, I don't think he's been hurt as bad as Saquon has. Mm-mm. I know Austin Eckler's gone through some injuries. Josh Jacobs was hurt a little bit when he played for Alabama and didn't has carried it well, mind you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do there. But like I said, I mean, these running backs aren't getting any younger, and all of them have kind of been in the game the same amount of time. Um, I think Josh Jacobs has been here forever. Uh, no, Josh Jacobs ain't been, dude. 
This is only his fourth or fifth year. I mean, but Saquon's been in, what, four years? The same difference. But, it's the same difference. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, running backs age quit in the NFL. Right, so why are you drafting so many of them to replace Saquon? <laughs> <laughs> because you need options. Anyway, I don't know. I guess your, your best grab and bang for your bug is Derrick Henry. And then that that right there uh, will put you, I think, in the same level, if not a little bit better contention. Derrick Henry is honestly better. So you think if they got Derrick Henry, that could put the Giants over the top to at least maybe get second in the NFC East? I think it could send them over, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. I didn't think about I, that. I was content. He's just better. I was content with Josh Jacobs. I thought Josh Jacobs would fit because he could catch the ball at the backfield. Like Saquon can a little bit. I thought it would be more of a similar style with a cheaper rate. But that's an interesting point about Derrick Henry. I didn't think about that. But staying in yeah, the I mean, NFC just, East. Yeah. Staying in the NFC okay. East, we see Zeke's gone from Dallas. We don't even know where he's going yet. Is this a make or break year for Dak? Uh, I mean, hasn't it been for the last two? I mean, I don't know. He just got a big contract two years ago. I don't know. After he broke his leg. He always seems to kind of make it and never break it in the eyes of Jerry. I think if you're a Dallas fan, this has got to be the most frustrating past two years you've ever experienced in your life outside of, you know, some of the Tony Romo years. I was about to say, yo. I was about to say. (laughs) But hold on. Here's my point. You just settled hundreds of millions of dollars with a quarterback who I loved watching growing up in college. That's your team, right? That's your team. Hail State till I die, baby. But it's just so frustrating to see him – peak so early and now he's just leveling off going down, trending down and now you get rid of the best running back you've had in a sense, uh, I mean I don't know when since the 80s, 90s I mean I w- I'll be interested to see where Zeke lands I say he goes to San Fran and T. Brady signs up Ooh, man that's interesting I mean, that's interesting I mean, yo I mean, T. Thunder Brady and Lightning with McCaffrey down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. I mean, you'll probably get Zeke on the cheap, cheap. He's probably going to sign a two-year deal. You got McCaffrey kind of okay money-wise over there. T. T Brady going to sign one year. That's a make-or-break year for San Fran. I guarantee you that that team would take it. Especially when they get Tom Brady, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, 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 if T. Brady signs, Zeke's going to sign with him and just win a ring. Ring hunt. Yo, that could be scary. That could be scary. That, that and that's not far-fetched either. That's not far-fetched. Look, that team is destroying that division and then taking the uh, uh, that, that half of the league and then just destroying whoever makes it out. I mean, it's... Uh, anyway. I mean, the NFC the <laughs> NFC is so weak anyway. We just saw the Eagles make it to the damn Super Bowl. So, you know, anything's possible out there. I mean, hey, Jesus the Eagles, Christ. The Eagles should have won that Super Bowl. That was bullshit. Should have, would have, could have. Who has a better yeah. chance? Who has a better chance to get back this year? Eagles or Chiefs? Chiefs. So you're Chiefs. saying the Chiefs have an easier path to get to the Super Bowl than the Eagles? Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Honest. Well, I mean, you just got to look at it from a statistical standpoint. I mean, who really gave the Chiefs that big of a time that they couldn't easily beat a second time? The Bengals. They beat them almost every time, and they could have won that last game. And now you got their dude, best dude, offensive don't, tackle. Don't give me that. What? Patrick, 
Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is the best duo we've seen in football since T. Brady and Randy Moss. It's not even it's not even close. Man. But Jamar Chase and Burrow set records that beat Moss and Brady. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Look, if you ask me who has an easier chance, I still think it's Kansas City. I feel you. I mean, I, I respect that. I respect that. The NFC is reshifting, remolding. To who? You don't know what's about to, but you don't know to, to beat the Eagles. You don't know what's about to happen. That's fair. It's just a big pile of chaos. You know you're right. people stand in the AFC right now. It's just yeah. chaos. But, I mean, you're, you're going to have your Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to have your Chiefs and your Bills and your Dolphins, and that's about it. Maybe the, maybe the Titans sneak back in the, what? In the fucking mix. I don't know. I'm just saying but the NFC is just chaos right now. I respect that. Hurricane chaos. I respect that part. But you named five or six teams in the AFC that could really win the Super Bowl. Just saying the NFC is a mess means they a fucking mess and they ain't going to win. But anyway, that's hindsight. The coaches, the coaches, because I'm a coach. The producer Jared's a coach. And I think you'd be a fucking good coach, too, really. You ever thought about uh, some coaching? Dude, so, short story about me. I wanted to coach women's soccer in high school. Oh, God. Oh, there. pedophile, pedophile, I, pedophile. I I, what? I couldn't, pa- I couldn't pass Spanish. <laughs> he couldn't pass his pedophile stage. <laughs> What'd you no, say? No, no, look. I couldn't pass Spanish in college, so I just gave up on that dream. I wanted to teach history and maybe economics. And I wow. wanted to be a women's high school soccer coach. And I wanted to just win state championship after state championship wherever I landed. But Spanish ruined that dream. So, so two points. You, Mississippi University for women's Spanish class, but also fuck you. <laughs> two points. Two points. Okay. <laughs> At least you can live vicariously through your wife with success yeah. in women's sports. The second thing yeah. is, why the hell you got to coach women's soccer? Why do I men's soccer? Okay, hear me out. So, and you know, and you know this because you coach. You well, I coach men. I did coach women, girls too. Okay. okay, but teenage boys, you know, the testosterone's finally pumping. The egos start getting bigger. They, everyone thinks they're a star and want to be that stars. But when you don't treat them like that way, they don't work as a unit. A unit that same. I feel like based on my experiences analyzing female sports the last five years, that women work as a cohesive unit as long as there's no drama. They are soldiers. They'll do whatever you t- I've seen female soccer players run through fucking other people to score a goal. <laughs> yeah. As long as you keep as long as you can separate the the personal drama from the team, that team's unstoppable. And I just know soccer so well that I could have coached the shit out of that team as long as they just obeyed and practice hard and then just worked out and all that kind of shit. But I, I just hate dealing with the egos, man. I'm not, a, I'm not a drama guy. So I just couldn't deal with, I guess, a fucking 15 year old's personal problem, you know? So women's soccer was easier to coach. I feel you, man, because we've talked about UFC and different things. I, I want to get to your shit so bad. But anyway, Watching the UFC and different things, I always say the women fighters fight harder because they feel like they got something to prove more and it's more intense. And like women's softball, I'd rather watch women's softball more than men's baseball 
any day in college. I would much rather watch that. Um, I think the women's sports, even women's basketball, this year's Final Four compared to the men's Final Four, was star-laden, was and it was exciting. it was popping, yo. It was popping. I think people don't give women's sports a chance because men are just too busy trying to be, I'm a man, I think the women's are. Yeah. Y'all need to get off that shit, yo. Women's sports be rocking. They be rocking. Give it a chance. Look at the purity of it, and don't look at it as a man versus woman. Don't look at it as anything else, and just look at the whole overall, uh, the whole yeah. overall thing of it. I mean, you know. But yeah, I think exactly. I can see pe- people look at Swole Daddy and they be like, "How is this man <laughs> playing soccer? <laughs> he was great at soccer. He was great." At soccer. <laughs> I, I gained all the muscle after high school. <laughs> he was I great at soccer. One hundred seventy-five pounds. <laughs> he showed me some old pictures of him, Jared. He showed me. Some, uh, I swear to God, it did not look like him. It looked like some old one of the JMU frat boys that's out here trying to yeah. put some pills in a drink for a girl or something. You know what I mean? That's what this picture looked uh, like. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying. But that's why you can't judge a book by its character. You know what I mean? That's why you can't yeah, judge stuff. But people don't know. Don't judge his size. Yeah, he'll whoop your ass. But he can play some soccer too. He can play soccer too. All right, all right. Well, real quick, yeah. Coaches, yeah. Uh, you started with the coaches. We didn't even get to the question. The Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Let's talk about the NFC East. We're gonna talk about McCarthy. Okay. Now he's calling the plays for your boy Dak. And then we're talking about Ron Rivera, my squad, and the producers, producers squad, the Washington Commanders. And we got beginning me as our associate assistant coach. Who's on the biggest hot seat between them two? Uh, I think any coach of the Cowboys ever has always stayed on a permanent warm seat. How did Mr. Clap Jason Garrett keep a job for 18 years then? <laughs> I don't know. I just I just feel like I just feel like there's always tension there between the coach and Jerry. I think Jerry likes his ship right. I think he wants it winning. I think the minute it goes sour, I think that seat just warms up faster than anything that, that uh, the commander the commanders can do with Rivera. I think Rivera's in a small position, actually. Really? Who is he working with? What are the expectations? Are you serious? The expectations at, over the Dallas camp are way higher than what they have been in the last 10 years in the commanders camp, okay? Which proves my point. The Cowboys have been mediocre for 20-some years. Dude. Rivera's just laying back in the cut, collecting a check, thinking six and six is okay. Right. That's why they brought the enemy in. That's why he's there. Yeah, Rivera has to win. Solid. He has to win. Or he's no, gone. he doesn't, dude. Six and six is fine. Six and six is fine. That's only 12 games, man. It's a 14-game season. That's what I'm saying. Six and six is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can six agree to disagree on that one. I think both of them will be fired at the end of the year. I'm just called both of them will be fired. At the new year, McCarthy, McCarthy's gonna gonna come second in the division. They're gonna go to the like always and lose in the first round. Yeah, and he'll be fine. No, he won't be fine. He'll be fine as long as you just said Dak Prescott was on the hot seat. This might be his last hurrah, but the play caller and the no, coach I, can still I, survive. I, I did not say that. I did not say that. Producer, didn't he just say that? I, I said he leveled off, trending. You down. said his best is behind him. <laughs> I can't wait to get the rewind tapes on this guy. I'm gonna destroy him with his shit he says. I'm a content anyway. 
machine. Well, let's talk about your division. Let's talk about your division, the AFC East. Because you, I will give you fair credit for things you've said, maybe even last year. You said, and I laughed at you. I will give you credit. You said Belichick and Saban only got a a year or two or three left, and they were going to be on it. I remember laughing at you saying, no way, no way. Belichick might be on the hot seat now. Who's on the hotter seat? Belichick with the Patriots or Robert Sala with the Jets? Uh, I think Robert Kraft would be okay with Belichick putting in one last mid, mid-year, mid but that would be his last year. I think the expectation for a winning season is higher at the Jets. I think the Jets now, hey, we've given you enough time. We've given you some weapons. We've given you this and that. I want a winning season. I want playoff push. I think Robert Kraft is okay knowing Belichick has his legacies behind him. His best coaching years are behind him. He's won you, what is it, seven Super Bowls. I think it's. I think they're okay with him just kind of riding off in the sunset on a seven and seven year. You know. You ready for me getting your ass now? Yeah, Are on. you ready? Okay, so obviously you didn't see the press conference where Robert Kraft was like, yo, this is unacceptable. I'm not used to losing. This is bad. I'm going to be retiring soon. I want to go in the Hall of Fame. I need more Super Bowls to win. So obviously he wants yeah. to win. But his ego also knows that Belichick is close to breaking Don Shula's record for the most wins for a coach. So he's yeah. got to give him an, at least one or two more years to break that record as a Patriot because Tom Brady – didn't finish as a Patriot. He's going to go down as the best quarterback ever. But people are going to remember that he left and won one with Tampa Bay. He does not want that story to be written again with Coach Belichick. Because if that happens, nobody's going to talk about Robert Kraft. We're going to talk about these two phenomenal people, coach and quarterback, that did it, even did it somewhere else and not with Robert Kraft. So I think that Robert Kraft's going to keep him long enough to break that record. Salah? Even though it's not fair if he doesn't get Aaron Rodgers, somebody's got to be the scapegoat. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers and they lose, somebody's got to get the axe. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be him. Unfortunately. Uh, and if you get Aaron Rodgers and you don't win, you really get an axe. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's done with that. <laughs> All right, NFC North. So we agree. So we, we agree. We agree, baby. We finally agree. Okay. Finally agree. Okay. okay. NFC North. Your Your okay. Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, LaFleur, who's had what? Back to back uh 12, 13 year <laughs> year records, you know what I mean? And didn't amount to nothing. Dan Campbell, who's up and coming, doing different things. If they don't amount to nothing this year, because people are picking the lines to win a division. And LaFleur yeah. without Aaron Rodgers, if he shits the bed, who's on the hotter seat between them two? You got to go Packers. I mean, the expectation of victory in that camp is so high. Even without Aaron Rodgers? Because it, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of the blue blood programs in the entire league, T. I you feel you. It, you it's, it's almost like a weird aura around the NFL if you don't have a good Packers team. It's yeah. a weird year. Yep. Can you imagine saying to yourself that you, that you saw the Lions win that division? Yes. I'd be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, someone pinch me. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't like the Lions. I think they have a really great chance of winning that division. Honestly, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, 
That division is wide the fuck open. We might even see Kirk Cousins go out as an NFC champion somewhere. I mean, holy shit. No, I'm just saying it's just so random up there if, if, if Aaron Rodgers, the daddy of the NFC North, leaves. It just unlocks the door for those remaining quarterbacks. Can you imagine seeing Jared Goff won a division title with the fucking He won Lions. with the Rams. No, but with the Lions. That's just so... Could you see I anybody win a division with the Lions? <laughs> that Lions team is fucking good, man. I like them. I agree with almost everything you said, bro. Everything you said, what except for except for the Kirk Cousins <laughs> shit, because okay. Kirk I Cousins will be a Kirk Cousins is Tony Romo in fantasy football. He's gonna yeah, get you yeah, touchdowns. Absolutely. He's gonna get you yards and everything else, and then he's gonna fumble the snap, and you can't kick the field goal to win the game, and you fucking suck, Tony Romo. Kirk Cousins, same difference. They're the same person. Yeah. They're the same fucking yeah. person, dude. Same they person. Are. They are. So. I would have more faith. Now I won't say that because fuck Justin Fields. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's Lafleur too because what have you done without Aaron Rodgers? You've already put yourself out there saying, "Well, our expectations of Jordan Love shouldn't be high." You've already said this. You already said this in a press conference talking about keep your expectations low. You already setting yourself up because you know what's going to happen. You're trying to yeah. justify you getting fired before you get fired because y'all going to suck. Last one, Swole, last one. Okay. All right. The division that we just talked about with the the Ravens, AFC North. Okay. Harbaugh, who I think is one of the most overrated uh, coaches in the league. I agree. I I just just don't see how this dude just keeps surviving. I don't understand it. Anyway, Harbaugh, with or without Lamar, versus Stefanski, Cleveland's coach. Who's on the hottest seat? And before you answer... Let me justify why I said Stefanski. It's because, like we just saw, Denver get Sean Payton. There's going to be other uh, coaches, maybe even Belichick, that might be available. That's out there that Cleveland might say. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The Rams coach might be available. Other coaches might pop out and be like, eh. And they see the weapons that Cleveland has. So now give me your answer, Swell. I'm still going to go with the obvious Ravens and Harbaugh. I just feel like, and kind of you've been leading to this whole episode, how the fuck is he still there? How? With, I mean, with, with, with a program that has won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years, how do you, how do you survive not going deep in the playoffs, not even winning your division? How do you survive that? And how, how do you survive letting star after star after star go and keep sending this trading here to like build this core on a QB who now you can't even fucking keep how do you keep how do you do that I mean it's the same problem that we just saw finally break down with the Packers maybe like how do you just keep trading this moving this creating cap space creating draft capital to just suffice this toxic nucleus that just won't work for you I I mean I don't know I, I see him either getting fired or battling out in the next two years. I am totally with you. And after you said the stuff you said about Belichick and Saban, I'm not going to doubt you about that ever again because you called that shit. And I'm like, damn, he called that shit. That's, see, that's what we do in relative sports talk. We call shit before everybody else does. That's big-time storyline stuff. Speaking of big-time storyline lo- story stuff, big-time storyline, Swole Daddy, 
Yes, Slow sir. Daddy. We just watched the UFC. What, what number was it? 287. 287. So before before I ask you to talk about what happened on that pay-per-view, can you tell me what you're doing on the Relative Sports Talk Network? Is there is there a channel that just showed up or tell, tell me something, baby? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh! <laughs> After a long discussion. It's time! <laughs> I am extremely happy to announce that we are bringing to you a UFC MMA fighter podcast branched from Gracious Terrell Jenkins Big Time Storylines podcast host. We are bringing to you Gloved Up. Gloved Up, baby! Gloved Up! Let's go! With yours truly, Ryan Swole Daddy Aaron. Yeah! We're going to have a episode every Friday previewing that fight that weekend or just bringing to you news around the, around that platform and then a recap slash what to look forward to Monday episode. This will start this weekend. We're going to bring it to you Saturday morning to preview uh, uh, that day's fights and then immediately following Monday, a recap and then predictions. We're going to try and get you interested in, into the sport of MMA. We're going to try and win you some money with some picks. Stay tuned. Yo, I'm hype, baby. I'm hype. I am hype because my brother Derek and Swole Daddy got me back into UFC. I watched it back in the day yes, with Tank did. Abbott and all of them. But they got me into it again. And I, I do ask a lot of questions. I know they get irritated with that. But I want to know. I want to learn. Never. I want to learn. But I'm telling you, this guy, this guy is going to be entertaining as a bug on this show. I already know it. because and Thank the, you. Just meeting him the first time I met him and his wife. Fascinating people, great personalities, and when they're passionate about something, it's successful. Everything they do has become successful. He's going to destroy this junk, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I'm hyped for you, Ryan. And thank you. And I'm just going to listen. Listen, I want to get the knowledge. I want to learn. I want to learn and feel that energy that you're going to bring, yo. I cannot wait. Thank you. It's going to be something special. I'm excited. So, I'm really excited. so can you give us a preview of? What you bring to the table for this channel? Because we just had a gigantic UFC event this past weekend, where somebody so, got beat and got his type and got his got his belt back. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. So we just had one hell of a pay per view. I had to go back and watch the fights and rewatch some of them just to make sure I saw what I saw. But yeah, we had a great a great rematch at 185. Yeah. Alex Pereira defending against Izzy. Izzy obviously trying to get that belt back. And he did. Alex looked great. Uh, I thought he actually looked better the the second time facing Izzy, but Izzy just had that dog. Come here tomorrow. Izzy wanted his Friday. belt back. Um, some people say that he played Austin awesome a little bit, but we're going to talk that, talk about that uh, tomorrow. Um, and just hit tomorrow. Haymakers. Haymakers. And then just knocked him unconscious. Um, I would love to see that fight. Uh, I, them go three in MMA. I know it's a four fight total for them together, uh, but we'll see. Um, Jorge Masvidal, he hung it up, which is crazy. I can't believe that. After uh, after uh, fighting Gilbert Burns and losing, you are he, he's an old man, man now. Here. He's 38 years old. Much respect to Jorge. He put in a great career. Coming from the streets with Kimbo Slice all the way to MMA. Being the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Congrats. I hope he enjoys retirement. If he stays retired. I don't know. He has his own boxing promotion. We might see him appear on it. Um, and your boy, T... 
Your boy T Max Holloway's Let's go, Holloway. He's fighting tomorrow night. I think uh, I'm not gonna give away my prediction. I'm not gonna give away anything. Um, but interesting point that we're gonna talk about on the show tomorrow is this his last fight at 145? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Swell. Hold on. Hold on one second. I, I I want you to have all this glory. Let me. We got a couple questions in the chat box. Are okay. you showing a show tomorrow to preview this? I am. I have to. I have to. Okay. So you will have a show on tomorrow before the UFC event. Okay. So everybody watching, he is having a show tomorrow. The second thing, Swell Daddy. Second thing. Max Holloway was just on, uh, just on something I watched and said, "I'm gonna be around for a while." You talk about his last fight. He said, "I'm gonna be around for a while." No. But what Go I'm going to say is I'm going to put a little bead in your ear. What's left for him at 145? He's won the belt, and he's lost to Alex three times in a row. Now, the only way I see Max Holloway stay at 145 is if Alex breaks through at 155, beats Islam, and then stays yeah. and retains up there. We'll see. Really we'll see. Cool. I don't know. And I'm not leaving too much more away, <laughs> but we're going to see the best boxer in MMA fight tomorrow. That's all i got to say. I'm hyped. He's doing the show tomorrow. I thought I was going to have to wait till Monday. I'm super no, hyped now. I mean, I'm super hyped. Yo, we got opening day baseball. Jared's out here coaching. My nephew's out here playing. We're doing a show with Tyreek Vini from Fort Defiance High School basketball score. And then I get to watch Swole Daddy on Gloved Up YouTube channel. First episode. I'm hyped, baby. Keep going, baby. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just what we're going to do. And I'm going to try and bring... You know, the, the best knowledge I can, I'm going to try and, you know, browse around the rumor mill, bring all that to you, the audience, because the fans deserve it. You deserve it. I want y'all to be excited about MMA and boxing. I want y'all to be knowledgeable about both combat sports. And I, I don't know. We'll see. Slap fighting is now a now thing. I saw, you know, I saw some slap ass fighting. Did you see that? <laughs> they got girls and thongs bending over in cages, smacking. It's crazy. I, I don't know enough about that. Hey, don't look it up on your computer. Uh, your wife will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and she will kick my ass. Um, no, I, you know I'm excited. I, I think I think the fans deserve this. I think the people who have paid on the Patreon deserve this. I, I'm really excited to bring my knowledge to the public. I'm excited for my friends back home to watch me. Uh, it's going to be great. You know I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, and I appreciate the opportunity, Terrell. This is Swole Daddy Ryan. Let's go. Hold on, Ryan. You brought up the patrons. You ain't even a patron, so don't start talking about it. I am. My name's on the screen. Is he on the screen, producer? Who? Ryan. He's on the screen. He's on the screen. Go ahead. I love Swole Daddy, dude. I love Swole Daddy. I give him a hard time, but he knows I respect him, and I appreciate everything he brings to the table. You know what I'm saying? I only only mess with him because I care about him. I like the dude. He's a good dude. His wife's a good person. And their Thank dog you. tries to do some bad things to me, but it's a good dog, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we are super hyped for you, Ryan. We are super hyped. Thank you. I know I want to get on one of your shows sometimes just to pretend like I know yeah, something yes. and get hyped. We're going to do some live, live stuff on your show. Absolutely. Maybe during an Absolutely. event. Next week, there's a big-time boxing match. There is. Are you going to be talking about team. boxing as well as you have seen? Or what, what is your uh, channel going to feature? So it's going to be mainly European MMA, but I can't avoid big time storyline boxing matches. I can't. Javante Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Woo! 
That's Woo! you know what you know what Javante said this past week. What did he, he said, say? I'm leave, he said I'm gonna leave mama at the house. I'm gonna tell my wife and kids stay at the house. This won't be a fifty fifty slugfest. Oh, I love it. It's, it's I love dope. it. It's gonna be dope. He said I'm gonna leave mama at home. Well, right, putting the finishing touches on the channel, gloved yeah. up on YouTube. Check out his channel. Subscribe to it. Check it out. It's going to get bigger and better every time he does an episode. I'm asking you something real quick. Last thing I want to talk about. Masvidal. We saw him retire, like you said. Right? He reminds me of a guy. I don't know his first name, but it was like Channel or Chanel or whatever. Who wound up, was a big talker. He was on ESPN doing like, you know what I'm saying, analysts and all that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God. It's a... It's 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 Chael Sonnen. I listen to You know what I'm talking about, though, right? You know what I'm talking about. He didn't have the career that Masvidal had at all. He didn't have the career. He could talk a good game, though. Masvidal could whoop your ass and talk. He just got to the end of, you know, he got to the point where it was like it was done. Would you love to see Masvidal be an announcer or some kind of commentator or some kind of something? Which I think it'd be great. What you think? I think he would do well on the round table they do at ESPN Plus where they have Anthony Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyron Woodley sometimes goes up on there. I, I think he'd do great in that environment. I don't know if he's a Michael Bisping. I don't know if he's hyper-analytical about the sport. I, I think he was very meat and potatoes, I'll say. He wasn't super technical. He was a great striker. Probably one of the greater, the greater strikers and hand fighters we've seen in the recent era. Um, I, I would love to see him at a round table first. I want to see him do breakdowns. I want to hear him do some kind of fighter breakdowns before, like, a live show. But, yeah, okay. I mean, absolutely, he has a career in uh, MMA analyst. And something, sure. right? And, then, yo, that's yeah. Ryan Swole Daddy talking about Gloved Up on YouTube, Relative Sports Talk Network. Appreciate it, baby. Real quick, yes, sir. real quick before, the, before everybody on Spotify gets cut off because it's six minutes left. Our guy, the producer, Jared. Has an announcement to make, also with the network, and this floor. Let me let me move the help. Let me move everything over, because this guy, like I said, the hardest working man in show business. This guy's coaching everything, women's, men's. Yo, Jerry is out here doing things with no sleep, with no sleep, and he's a Mets fan, which makes me love him even more. Mister Jared Dole. What, what is your big announcement, baby? And he's a Washington fan. I'm just saying, oh, yeah. how, how did we meet? This is great. I don't know. Just cover this one up. Why? Oh, God. We, about to be, we just got new owners now. We good. Not yet. That paperwork is it's not It's going to happen, yet. baby. It's going to happen. So what's good, Jared? What's, what's your big announcement for the, for the network? Well, you know, Swole's got his channel, so I figured I had to have my own too, right? <laughs> so what's the Hold on. So first, before you tell us the name of your channel... What is your channel about? Oh, you know what it's about. We're going to talk about some baseball. Yes, go. Yeah, uh, yeah we're just going to do some uh, weekly recaps and, you know, uh, take a look at the next week ahead. It'll be, a, a, you know, a once a week kind of thing. And uh, What day of the week are you thinking? Uh, Sundays. We're going. I'm going to get awesome. us some shows on awesome. Sundays. Nice. And, and uh, we're just going to talk about all kinds of stuff, you know, the big time news that's going on and uh, standings. I really want to look at uh, the power rankings because a lot of times I do not agree with those. So. Well, I mean, the Rays are probably the number one power ranking. How do you feel about this? <sighs> no. They, see, right now they're <laughs> up there. 
as like the number one because yeah, they went on a 13 game winning streak. Hey, against some AAA type clubs. So you know what? A, they'll they'll go down that Hold that on. ladder before you finish. Ryan, you will respect this because he said. Yeah, they won all these games in a row, but the Yankees are like two or three games behind them. Yeah, and you're a Yankee fan, so you'll respect that. Go yeah, ahead. they're only like three games back. So, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of games left to play. Congratulations on your 13-game win streak that got snapped tonight. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's not how you start. It's how you finish in the in. in Don't say that. As a Mets Absolutely. fan, I never want to hear that because sometimes we start real good and we never finish. Or we can tie with the Braves and still lose out on the division. Whatever. Anyways, I'll be talking about that on Sundays. Uh, check it out. Uh, what time of day is Sundays? Oh, man. I'll probably work on it early in the mornings and Good, just have it out by midnight. We don't want to conflict with Darren at Fat Boy Fade Away. Darren and Tyler, Fat Boy Fade Away. We know y'all do it on Sundays. Oh, watch it all. Yeah. Whatever. You go to him, you go to Jared, then you go to, to Fat Boy Fade Away Sport. There yep. you go, Variety Sports Network. Yeah, <laughs> yo, we're doing big. Yo, we're gonna have so many channels, so many channels on this network. It's crazy. And if anybody watched the Jackie episode in Taiwan, Taipei, he's gonna have a, network, a show on our network also across the globe. Wow, talking about all the sports over there, the things they go through, and everything else. We worldwide, baby. Realism Sports Talk Network getting worldwide. And I love it. Person, we have the best personalities, the best insight, and we don't get paid Stephen A. Smith money. But we don't need to because we love to do what we do. I didn't even say the name of my show. Oh, come back, oh, yo, yo, come back over here, producer. Oh shoot, I, we just we just built up, we just built it up. This, All right, this here is it why, is. This is why I Jerry usually sit on the other side of the camera because I forget stuff like this. He, dang, Jerry, do better. Sorry, I just keep talking. You know, I like. To I talk. will. It's called Loud Outs. Um, what, hold on, say it again. Loud Outs. Loud um, Outs. So when I coach baseball, uh, I get these like little minor leaguers that are trying to swing for the fences. And all they do is pop it way up to the center fielder. And I say, all you're doing is hitting a loud out, dude. It's really loud off the bat. And then it's an out. Anyway, so I kind of feel like that might be where I'm coming from. I might be loud on the microphone and give some weird You're views sitting beside me, dude. I'm the loudest mug you ever but, but I'm still not going to be right all the time. And not everybody's going to agree with me. So That's what makes out. it fun, baby. We do this it. for fun. I know. But we're, we're, we're more right than wrong, though. It's down on the bottom there. Loud outs, baby. Loud, loud outs. outs. I'll see you guys there. Jerry Dull. Ryan Aaron. Gloved up. Two new channels to the network. It's crazy. We're going to have one overseas coming up soon. Woo. Everybody on Spotify. Y'all will be getting cut off. We appreciate the love and everything. We got basketball left, Swole. Are you, are you going to do any of that? Uh, I'm bad at basketball, man. I don't really be paying attention. But I, I, can do, I, I can do my best. So we're going to keep going. Because I want to start with your Miami Heat. Because they had a big win tonight. You can at least talk about that for me, baby. I, I haven't watched any. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Just pretend, baby. Just pretend. I'll pretend. I'll pretend. All right. Relative Sports Talk, episode 166, part one, concludes on Spotify. Thank you, guys. Subscribe. Pass it along. Patrons, everything. We got big-time storylines coming on local talent next week and the week after. 
Man, we're, we're filling up. Mm-hmm. We're getting booked like crazy. This is crazy. Like, I don't even have enough time to write all these scripts. It's getting nuts. Yo, I got like eight different things I got to write up. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Relative sports talk. Thanks.